This is Luke from Laceration, and you're listening to Murder Metal Mayhem. Spreading faster than a case of the clap in a trailer court. Able to shatter eardrums within a 666-mile radius. A podcast more brutal than all the rest. It's Murder Metal This is Pete Altieri from the Murder Metal Mayhem podcast, and I've got the privilege to be doing this interview with Luke and Donnie from the death metal band Laceration. How are things going in sunny California? Actually, cloudy today, believe it or not. Really? It looks pretty nice there, but I can't really tell. The the sun's in it, but it's pretty gloomy all day today. Yeah, we've got some some raindrops. Yesterday, it was... Fucking, fucking 90, 90 90 degrees river day oh shit. and now today it's like you know fucking not the same yeah it's, it's supposed to get up to almost 100 this week for us so okay oh, shit. So yeah definitely it's not liking that yeah not liking yeah. that at all but hey you know what it's it's still a good day that's right talking some metal uh, so let's get started. So Luke, you play guitar and sing in the band. So what would you say was your biggest influences getting you into playing guitar and then also as a singer? Well, <clears throat> early on, I mean, we, I started the band when I was 16. So back back then in 2006, uh, fuck, huge influences in order to in order to start the band. Like, uh, fuck, dude, Max Cavalera. You know, that was a huge influence. Oh, yeah. Steve Reynolds from Demol- Demolition Hammer. Um, uh, George Lynch, Ingve, you know, like. Sure. I can't play huge influences, but like e- enormous, you know, because I was still like listening to all sorts of just random shit at that point and coming off of like the hair metal phase of like, you know, kind of like an elementary starting point for getting into metal and everything. So, oh, yeah. 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 Guitar players like that were a huge influence back then. But I mean, you know, over the years, that shit changes, and you know, I mean, Terrence Hobbs is a huge influence as a guitar player. He's just a fucking riff master. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. The list—it's an impossible list, but uh, I mean, shit. It's it's yeah. Those those guys were huge ones. That's for cool. Sure. What about as a singer? As a vocalist, um, uh, Frank Mullen. I mean, back to suffocation here. Like Frank Mullen's a huge oh, influence. Yeah. Um, uh. Yeah, I mean Brett Hoffman from Malevolent Creation, just like that style of vocals, the deliverance, right? Um, uh, really fucking big influence. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, like Chuck Schultz. I mean Chuck, obviously, that's kind of like a no-brainer. But like, you know, as far as like a guitar player, vocalist, like like I am, like, you know, it's it's hard. It's it's hard to do. And I mean, like when you see guys like that, just like nail it. And do everything so flawlessly, like he like was so incredible. Yeah, I gotta, like, like, gotta tell you a quick story about Chuck Schuldiner. When I was playing in a band, when I was a teenager, I got a letter in the mail from a guy that ordered our demo tape, and he said his name was Evil Chuck, mm-hmm. and said that he was thinking about starting a band called Death. And I thought. That sounds kind of dumb, like a, it's kind of a generic name, you know? But the guy was cool. He sent me three bucks for this demo tape, and I sent him the tape. 
I never heard anything from him. And I had the letter in a box and then all of a sudden death became a thing. And I was like, huh, that's kind of interesting. And then I looked at the, at an old bio of theirs and it said that Chuck used to go by evil Chuck. And I was like, Oh my God, I got a letter from Chuck Schuldiner for my band that I was in previously. That's crazy. And uh, yeah, I mean, what what would be the odds of that? But yeah, what an iconic, I mean, just an incredible musician all the way around. But yeah, I definitely oh, yeah. dig his, his playing and singing as well. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, I've always liked to ask that question. And Donnie, you also play guitar, but you're the lead guitarist in the band. How did you end up uh, playing with these guys? Well, I they I was in a band. I'm, I'm in another band, a thrash band that we used to open up for them back in the day. Back oh, okay. They broke apart in 2013. So I was a fan of theirs when I was a kid. You know, when I first started, I was like 14, 15. That's cool. And they got back together in 2018 and asked me to join and come jam with them. And you know, we hit it off right off the bat. And you know, the songs came together quick and wrote the demo and it went to you know, all happened you know. Pretty well. That's cool. That. What about you for guitar influences? Who early on? Who were you digging? Uh, I mean, early, I guess like all the you know when I was a kid when I first started is all you know, Slash and Kirk Hammett and Dave Mustaine and those guys. But right, the game right. I got super into the virtuoso guys. You know, Ingve and Jason Becker and Marty Friedman. That's when like, you know, you know the tunnel started. You know, and I love all that stuff. Yeah, but, Kirk who? Yeah, Kirk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, then you get into like the more like the heavy like rhythm like Terrence Hobbs and guys like that you know like for riding the wrist and stuff like that. But right, Chuck Schuldiner was another huge one. Andy LaRoque, fucking love Andy. Oh, LaRoque. me too, man. Andy LaRoque. Yeah, I love. Was it individual thought patterns that he's yeah. on? And you hear those that. solos, and you're like, dude, I could pick that shit out of anywhere. You well, know? Yeah. Very unique phrasing, and you know, yeah. taste. Is you know, is little crickets on the whammy bar. I oh, it. I love that shit too. Yeah, my son and I went and saw King Diamond uh, last time he toured the U.S. and okay. and we were eating pizza across the street from the venue. And Andy LaRocque and Mike Weed came over okay. and to eat pizza, and they were real nice. And of course, everybody was wanting pictures, and I didn't want to be a pain in the ass, but they were very yeah. gracious and and super cool. So. All right. Now, you guys are from north, a little north of San Francisco, but the San Francisco Bay Area, you know, obviously known, we've mentioned many of the thrash bands already, known for being a thrash metal like Haven. But what about death metal? What's the death metal scene like over there? I mean, in the last like 10 years, it's really gotten, it's really come full circle, it feels like. Um, now, granted, back in the '90s, there were there were death metal bands out here, but of course, you know, you don't really. When you look at the Bay Area, you just see, you know, the big thrash names: Forbidden, you know, Violence, and Metallica, Laws Rocket, and shit like that. But like, there were death metal bands like Fucking Insanity, um, Sadis, uh, Oh yeah, Popsy, Fucking Dad, Death came out Possessed, here, that, you know, um, uh, Epidemic from Fucking uh, Palo Alto uh immortal fate um like there so like there's if when you really start to dig obviously you know like from the first glance if you're disconnected from like the bay area's like history um it's like you just see thrash but like there's fucking absolute you know roots and i mean even fucking exhumed they're from san jose so it's like okay uh, 
you know, late earlier on and uh, abiosis was it abiosis from fucking Napa. Like, um, so, you know, those, I feel like in the last like 10 years, there's been like a huge uprising of really good death metal in the Bay area. Um, there's a, there's so many bands to name now, but, uh, I think the scene is as strong as it's ever been. And even in like, cause we're in Sonoma County, Sonoma County is, uh, technically the North Bay and, uh, you know, forever, it was really hard for like a band like us to even play, you know, earlier on when it was more of like uh death metal influenced thrash, like we still didn't really fit in because every, all the other bands were just straightforward, like thrash, you know, like just, you know, thrash in a sense. Right. Uh, so we'd have to go to the Bay area and even like it playing in like 2008 through 2000 and, you know, 13, uh, it was mainly like thrash bands that we had to play with. And it wasn't necessarily a bad thing. We were thrilled to be playing shows. These were great, like great bands we were playing with. Sure. Um, but like to find an, even then it was kind of uh, like an inaccessible uh, like pot of like, how come there isn't any fucking bands doing what we're doing, you know? Right. And right. It, started, it was a weird, weird time too. When we stopped playing, it seemed like things really started to come forward with like bands like uh, Necrot, um, Rude. Uh, back when they were Forsaker, we played with them. Um, before we had disbanded in 2013, they became rude and, uh, uh, acephalics. And like, I'm pretty sure they were, there's like half of them were in the Bay area, but, uh, uh, nevertheless, you know, things really started to blossom like 2013. And now it's like, I mean, it's killer now. Yeah. And even That's now, awesome. even up here in our neck of the woods, um, you know, we're bringing bands in that would not normally come to the bit North Bay where we would only have to play in, you know, the East Bay or San Francisco, um, and now it's like, you know, shit's going off. So it's That's it's really cool. cool. Yeah, I did yeah, see you guys are pretty north in California. We just did uh, our four-year anniversary episode came up, ironically, on 420. And so we did the uh, Emerald Triangle. And I was looking at the map. I'm like, holy shit, these guys are... Uh, getting up there almost in murder mountain territory. So I well, <laughs> speaking of speaking of the Emerald Triangle, I mean, then there's then there's embryonic devourment, who Donnie plays guitar in too, and even uh, embryonic was like still like a, uh, in a sense, didn't branch like because they're like another hour and a half from here, like up in Willits, and Willits is. I mean, fuck. If you've ever been to Willits, it's like just keep on going. In a sense, <laughs> not really there. Um, so, you know, there's another band that, that's been doing it for, uh, fuck like 20 years. And, uh, uh, again, like you think of the Bay, you think of the Bay area death metal community and scene, it's like, it's overcasted by like a lot of the legendary thrash, but like, I mean, 20 fucking years, like this band's been active and, um, yeah. So murder mountain. Yeah. Murder mountain. That's some crazy shit. Wow. Definitely loving some uh, some of their uh, weed up there. A little bit too much, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. you can never get enough. <laughs> now, you guys came out with Demise last year. That's your first full-length album. How's the yeah. response been to that? Pretty good. damn good so far. I mean, That's awesome. Yeah. It, it kills, man. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's fucked. It's been something that's like... I mean, since starting this band and never putting out a record, it was always on the back of, of my mind. And I'm even Donnie's like in t- joining in 2018. Like, you know, we've had like the same vision ever since like 2018. And like we started, we got together. It was like that this lineup really clicked as far as like, all right, we got the feet, we got, we got the people to do this. 
like a pretty like put put our mind to it and do it because like even prior to this album uh and like you know we disbanded in um we went on hiatus in 2013 and then reformed in 2018 so 2013 and previous it was always just kind of like uh let's just make a demo and and play shows you know it wasn't right. like let's cut an album right like we never really tried hard you know back then and i feel like we've we kind of tried we put a lot more effort in now and uh this record is definitely um it's been a great response i mean it all worked out really well f- like for all of us as far as writing it you know we came with we we hit a really hard snag in 2020 um where we had to basically before we were forced to have to re-record the album oh, so wow. we had we had it done in february of 20 february, february of 2020 we had to do some vocal tracks and a couple of solos and, and was it was the record oh, was done man. and this was with our previous lineup which was just a minus our current drummer um anyhow things happened and it was like fuck man like what the hell are we gonna do because it's that hard to, uh, yeah again and like, right when covid started so it was, oh yeah. man so yeah, the, that lockdown, suck. the lockdown yeah. happened and again uh i mean i'm sure you're familiar with uh, how hard it is to find let alone like members but a drummer is a really oh, drummers are the hardest for especially for death metal yeah and up here again you know we're not in the greater bay area per se but we're our pool is smaller to choose from right. and who's not in fucking 20 bands already right, so right. it's hard and anyhow that was in uh that was in 2020 and then the lockdown happened but we uh we pulled it off you know we we have we uh got our current drummer uh frosty and he was on board and we basically like you know in that span of from march it was like to march to december of just trying to get together sparingly because again like you know we couldn't we were taking we took took this thing seriously right and uh you know we got together sparingly he ha- luckily we had <laughs> we had the album in demo tracks because you know it was already re-recorded but we weren't going to put that out that version um due to the um the leaving of our previous drummer sure and uh yeah, so with all things and it ended the record ended up sounding way, way better. better. I mean, yeah. I'm happy that it happened. Yeah, it was a total blessing in disguise. When it first when it first all went down, it was like, man, what the fuck are we going to do? Yeah, that you would know? suck. But the production's oh. strong, man. It sounds really good. Oh, yeah, like I said, it really worked out on all fronts. Uh we had the time to sit on it for a little bit more too, so we got to add things. You know, he came in with his style on drums, which changed way the more whole. fitting. My, yeah. our, 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 our great drummer, but yeah. Frosty definitely fits the style a lot better. Yeah, that's cool. Did you do it in a studio or did you do it yourselves? Did it in the living room. Cool. Isn't yeah. that amazing? Yeah, I love that shit. Must yeah. be hot in the room. Yeah, <laughs> DIY. That's for sure. That's cool, yeah. man. Came out amazing. That's for sure. Yeah. So I mean, with, with all things, uh, with all things in regard, like uh, it, it came out really. We're stoked on it. We're extraordinarily proud of it. So. It worked out beautifully. Yeah, and response has been killer. I mean, we've sold more. I mean, more records than we thought we would. I mean, right. I didn't know how because we're not on like a we're not on like a huge record label by any means. Right. And again, you know, we did take a uh, uh, we hadn't released anything since 2018, which were three songs that are now on this record, but you know, relatively weren't as active as we were when we first went on hiatus, technically. So no complaints no not at all what about the artwork man it's some sick ass uh shit you had uh love the cover who did that uh raul gonzalez 
Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He's actually done a, he did our 20, our 2010 EP realms of the unconscious also. So okay. we go back with, with uh, Raul and Very I mean, he's, cool. yeah, he's killer. He's super great to work with. Um, I think he's, I think, I think he was kind of a sleeper for a bit, but I've been seeing him do some really sick covers lately. And oh, it's like nice. it's time people get hip to uh, Raul oh, because yeah. he's great. I mean, he does everything uh, hand painted on acrylics and shit. So it's oh, like, that's amazing. Yeah, he's great. He's great to work with. That's cool. Yeah, the band, I've been getting into a band from Australia called In Malice's Wake. They're a death thrash band, and the guitar player, uh, he's their artist, and he does everything on, like, canvas, and he does, like, some hell, like, landscapes and stuff that are just wicked, but it looks so cool with it being an oil painting and not all, not not that anything wrong with the digital stuff, but... This is like, yeah, like yeah. like on an actual canvas and stuff. It really does look cool. Yeah. Very cool. Um, definitely enjoy looking at band pictures with what shirts they've got on. It always helps, you know, kind of know what, what you think they're going to sound like. Or after you've listened to them, curious, like, what are they like? And I did see a few good ones in your, in your pic, in your band pictures. I saw a merciful fate shirt i definitely love merciful fate i saw uh or we were talking about king diamond before we started doing this interview but yeah i love uh love merciful fate i saw that saw demolition hammer which is interesting i'm originally from the bronx uh and that's where those guys are from but i've been doing several interviews with bands that keep mentioning them as a big influence on them which is which is really cool um, I oh, saw yeah. somebody I think had a death shirt on in one of your pictures, but what are some influences that you guys have maybe that would surprise um, our listeners? I mean, I'm, I think we can usually pick out the, the, the staples for metal bands, death, thrash, whatever kind of style you play. But what about you guys? Anything maybe we, we wouldn't think of, we think of you? I mean, we we take influences from all over. We're pretty well versed, you know. We'll listen, you know, from necrophages to, I'll, personally, I'll listen to Mozart and Bach and that kind of stuff. And you know, I love the like I said, Ingve and like that kind of oh sure theory influence on it, you know. Yeah, we yeah. Like, don't tell anybody, but we like some a little bit of glam rock, some Motley Crue. No, tell, <laughs> tell them. <laughs> hey, it's no, all good. We, we like it all. Like Guns N' Roses, like I said, when I first started, Guns N' Roses was like sure. my favorite world, you know, and like. You know, you you grow and you find the heavier music over time and stuff, but it's still, you know, you shoot back and you listen to some stuff. I like Nirvana and Foo Fighters, stuff like that. It doesn't necessarily influence my writing yeah. style. Right, just stuff you listen it, to. Yeah, sure. as a way to pry your brain open and put influence in some regard to just respect to, you know, just other music. people we're doing music this lovers, shit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're metalheads and stuff, you know, but we're music lovers overall. Yeah, right, right. Now, I always love asking this question because I have learned about so many great bands by doing this. I love to ask guys, what are you listening to that maybe we don't know about? Some up-and-coming bands, whether they be in your area or not. But, Donnie, you got one you want to throw in? Check out The Ageless by Vile Rice. They're our best buds out here. They're killing it. <laughs> what is the band I again? We're both wearing a hat. Vile, Vile Rice. Vile rights, okay. Yeah, these guys are fucking shred, killing dude. it, dude. Oh hell yeah, I definitely like to check it out. Like kind of, but yeah. like, they're they're insane. Sick. Uh, fuck, Burning Palace. Burning Palace. Um, they're another band from up here. 
um, succumb from SF. Um, um, yeah, Church of Disgust. Uh, fucking absolute sickness from. I was uh, wondering Tech. what that was about. Yeah, this record, the weakest is the flesh. Like it's fucking insane. Church of Disgust rocks. Um, Boba Phillip, Cartil- out a new. Yeah, Boba Phillip, Cartilage. Cartilage. Um, shit. Oh man, there's so many so fucking many inoculations killer. Yeah. Uh, well, I'll definitely oh, give uh, me some homework to do here. Uh, uh, some, list. <laughs> some folks from overseas, Imperious Mortality, they're really fucking good. Okay. Uh, Desiccation from San Diego, a bunch of fucking like these kids are like not even fucking 21. Same thing with Iron Front and uh, Mutate. Mutate from Bay Area, Bay Area too. Yeah. Killer, like, the drummer's fucking 13 or 14 years old. Isn't that yeah, crazy. We played- yeah, like we played decapitated when they started, you know, really young yeah, like yeah. that. It's crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. cool. Yeah, I mentioned in Malice's Wake, they're from Australia. They're really great. And then Schizophrenia, I know a lot of bands oh, that I've interviewed have been talking about them too. I really dig those guys. I did an interview with them. And cool. um, yeah, just there's so many great metal bands, you know, and it's like Australia wouldn't have been a place I would have thought for thrash metal, but uh, oh, death and thrash of, metal, but killer. Yeah. Speaking of Australia, Gutless, yes. one of my favorite fucking bands of the recent last like 10 years. Uh, Faceless Burial, too, from out there in Australia. Australia's okay. got. Yeah, they're fucking sick. And yeah, also Australia's super- wicked. Yeah. Yeah, we've done some good Australian cases. We've got one coming up uh, here, uh, and normally when we have a case, like a murder case that we're doing uh, in an area, we'll try to maybe use all the bands from that neck yeah, of the woods, right, so yeah. it's kind of cool um, to do that. So I knew that guy. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, so, Donnie, I saw that uh, the bassist, Eli, you guys share the same last name. Is that a brother or a cousin? He is my little brother, yes. My little, my little apprentice. <laughs> that's cool. That's cool. Yeah, that's uh, that is definitely uh, you know interesting. I know when I did an interview with Angelus Apatrida, those guys uh, brothers in the band too, which is kind of kind of cool. I think you know I don't I don't have a brother myself, but I think if I did, that would be kind of a cool thing. I think to be in the band with your brother like that. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah. That's really cool. I think for like. You know, me and him look very similar too. So, like, seeing the pictures and stuff, like, oh, I can tell those guys are related. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. That's funny. He's got a very, you know, we have very similar like stage presence too. We act like maniacs and want stage. I don't know. Him. He fucking kicks. This, I can't. Does, I'm not that yeah, flexible. He's... This guy's doing karate kicks to the fucking. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> <pass> my hip. <laughs> so but, uh, uh, that's cool. What What about any touring plans you guys got now that the world seems to be somewhat opening back up again? Well, I mean, we just did a two-day run. We did a two-day run from L.A. up to Bakersfield, which is like Central California. Um, so, I mean, you know, we've been basically trying to play as much as we can. You know, things uh, – we don't have like a management, uh, like fucking management production company that's like backing us or anything. So we don't necessarily have – we haven't had any like tour opportunities per se. And, I mean, to set up a tour – and have it go as smooth as possible is definitely the most ideal. Cause we all have like, we all have careers and shit. So necessarily like dropping everything and just being like, peace right. and fucking to wing it and not really know what we're doing. Yeah. To wing it and not have anything set up correctly. Like it's not our style. Um, I mean, we've been doing this for too long to just go out there and eat fucking peanut butter on a cracker or some <laughs> shit. Yeah, No, I hear you, dude. Yeah. So, I hear you. 
weekend runs is kind of where we're at right yeah. now. I mean, we're yeah. definitely want to, you know, in the future yeah, do like sure. four opportunities if it's worked out well. Exactly. But, right. It's just, I mean, uh, yeah, again, we're just waiting for that legitimate opportunity so we can fucking sit on the bus or something, <laughs> kick back. He's a van. Not a, yeah, not a car, <laughs> dude. We should see yeah. this on our way to Bakersfield. We're all crammed in there. Yep. <laughs> yeah, make it work, but uh, right. we want to take time off work to, yeah, eat peanut butter and Ritz crackers. Exactly. You know? yeah, so, I don't blame you. I, I mean, hey, you. you know, with, with everything going the way it's going, I mean, you know, we're not slowing down. You know, we're still playing. Oh, no, it's only up from here. Every show we've played since uh, – what is it august of 2021 when we did our record release show um everything's been fucking a- absolutely sick so i think that's you know great. we just keep the momentum going and that's what we're trying to do just keep it going you know awesome very very cool um now i always like asking this question of bands if you had to pick one of these three to die brutally in a mosh pit at a laceration show who would it be? I'll ask you first, Donnie. Would it be A, David Draymond, B, Justin Bieber, or C, any member of Nickelback? <laughs> I don't know, man. To be honest, I don't know if I want anybody to die in the laceration pit. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, just beat up. Not necessarily die. Just get beat up. Any one of those three? Yep. Okay, we'll go with uh, the singer of Nickelback then. All right. All right. <laughs> and then what about you, Luke, of the three? David oh. Draymond, Bieber, or anybody in Nickelback? Ah, uh, fuck. I'd say none of the above. Mitch McConnell can get it in the fucking pit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if Adolf Hitler was alive, he could also yeah, get it. Yeah, there you work. go. There you go. No, I always have fun asking bands that. I like asking the young bands that that are nervous. I'll open with that. And they're just like totally <laughs> like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> so uh, anyway... Uh, What's up with this Rock and Roll Hall of Fame shit? I mean, they totally snub metal all the time. I was there. My wife's brother uh, lives in Cleveland, and I went there. It's actually pretty cool, but it's obvious, you know, that they really don't give a shit about metal. I think Sabbath, and there's yeah. a there's a handful of them, but, you know, this recent thing with Judas Priest, and, I mean, oh, it's, it's just absurd. Because they just it want, com- it it's, is, they, they like, just want, cons- it's consumerism, it's commercial. Metal's always been kind of snuffed and yeah. shoved under the rug, yeah. you know? Like, I don't you think know. it matters, but it's just, it's more annoying than anything to me, you know? It is. And that's why the underground is where it's at, because right. fuck all that shit above. You don't want it to be mainstream anyway. You don't want, no. you know? Right. Yeah. You're well, never going to see Cannibal right. Corpse in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's never sh- happened. I don't know. <laughs> I can see that happening before fucking suffocation or something like that i could see cannibal corpse, cannibal corpse is know. probably the biggest death metal band with the, with the worm infested look cover on there right too. right <laughs> i'm gonna try to keep that one quiet yeah. yeah if they're not gonna put if wasp can't be in it with like right you know, the, uh, between the the, the in the cock piece, the cock piece or whatever <laughs> yeah. like i don't think it's gonna make probably, it. make probably not probably not anything else guys you wanted to mention to our listeners before we part ways here keep listening to underground music man yeah keep dig in very cool yeah i'm gonna link i'm gonna link to your band camp in my uh in the episode description because that's where i went and downloaded your album and paid for it i always do with the bands i listen to um i think i looked for a shirt but you didn't have one of my size so if you get any get any new shirts definitely want to Send us a message after this email. And I'll, I'll, I'll see what we got in the back. All right, cool. But we're doing a repress of a demise shirt soon. Uh, but yeah, you know, buy copies. 
uh, if you can, you know, support the little labels, but also if there's a link to support the band directly, I mean, telling you people, want the music to keep coming out, man, keep supporting the band. Right. Yeah, Cause the yeah. funds it's go direct. All, yeah. They go to a band camp Friday, you know, band camps fucking yeah. bullshit for even just doing that once Very every cool. once a month. Well, they're cool. It's cool, but they could do more because I mean, yeah. If they did that twice a month it would they're still making money you right. know so yeah directly support buy physical copies support the band if you can very Just cool to, uh, I'll see them when they come yeah. to your neighborhood yeah yeah well i'm gonna subject our listeners to a track my favorite one on the new album bed of nails any background story to that other uh, than just the obvious just brutality yeah, living, living a life of compulsive disorder and you know destroying yourself because you feel like you need to escape your mortal shell living on a bed of nails you know fuck yeah well that that's definitely death metal that's for sure well thanks for doing this interview with me guys for murder metal mayhem we'd love to have you back again sometime so we're going to crank this up and uh give you guys the horns high from us here at murder metal mayhem and thanks for doing this today with me Fuck yeah, Pete. Thank you, dude. You bet, guys. Take care, man. See ya.
Man.